Welcome to the So You Can Relate podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the So You Can Relate podcast. My name is Adafala. And it's your girl Joyce. Fantastic. <laughs> hey guys, guess what today is? Our 20th episode. What? You know what I'm saying? Wow, 20 episodes, actually so crazy. And to be honest, we've actually done more than that. I think we've done about 24 because we did Minnesota's two or 25. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're recording from home today, but that gives us a chance to speak for as long as we want to. And where would the So You Can Relate podcast be without some talk about growth, without some retrospection, without some introspection? Come yes. on. So today's episode, we're just going to be doing like, I don't know, 20 episodes in review, basically, or 24 episodes. So we're going to be talking about our favourite episodes, maybe our not so favourite episodes. If you want to take back <laughs> any statements, now is our chance. <laughs> we want to talk about how we've grown since we've said certain things. I think there are some things that I've said that I've now kind of like thoughts that I've developed since then, you know. So we're going to do that and then see where the conversation goes from there. So Joyce, what have you got on your on your list? What's first? On my list. Okay, I'm going to start off with my favourite episode. It's so hard to pick because, you know, with me, yeah. I like certain segments or certain conversations we had within episodes. Yeah. So it won't necessarily be that, oh, it was a whole of episode five. Yeah. But yeah. I think one episode I really enjoyed um, recording was episode four, which is losing a friend like he's like, missing the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, thought I, was, I thought I was so bad when I said that it's so moist <laughs> the title that. is hilarious like oh my goodness <laughs> but I actually I feel like that episode was like a bit of therapy for me do you know what I mean mm-hmm. because I feel like I was able to talk about things that I don't normally talk about like even though like with friends you talk about secondary school here and there it was kind of like a like a natural evaluation of my secondary school time mm-hmm. um and it just got me thinking about like things that I learned then or things that I, ways in which I developed then that have kind of manifested themselves now or later in life. Um, and I think having that conversation was interesting and talking about navigating friendships as well. Yeah, I love a good conversation about friendships. <laughs> I honestly do. So yeah, I really enjoyed that episode and I enjoyed hearing about your side of things as well. You see, it's ironic that you say that because I was saying to you earlier that I don't, I, despite some of the things I've experienced in friendships, I don't really think about it too much. So I'll be honest, when we said we were going to do it, I was thinking, what do I even have to say? <laughs> like, yeah, I have friends and yeah, I talk to people, but friendship never really felt like a, a really important or prominent part of my life. And whenever I saw people on, on Twitter talking about, our oh, friendship heartbreak hurts more than romantic, I was like, oh, sucks for you guys, never experienced that before. Yeah. I think I'm going through that right now. And I've mentioned it quite a few times on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like a friendship breakup, heartbreak, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I think it was nice for me to kind of just sit down and think about friendships and think about how I interact with them because I don't I don't really do that that often. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking about conflict as well. I think it was one of our sound bites that we did. Or maybe mm-hmm. it was like I think there's a sound bite on our extra highlight when I was talking about am I too passive? Do I just okay. let things slide too much? Slide too much? Like, am I? I'm not confrontational. And I think when you do that, you just become, or you, yeah, you just become a yes girl, or you just like people walk all over you because you don't want to start any arguments and things like that. Right. And since then, there has actually been no growth. I'm still, <laughs> still the same. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I am still quite passive. I still say yes to everything, and even if that is kind of detrimental to me, 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just put people's comfort over my own. And it's weird because aren't we supposed to do that anyways? Like, how do you find a balance between putting yourself first mm-hmm. or putting others first as, you, as you're told to do, at least as a Christian? Do you get what I mean? So yeah. say, you come first, you have to say no. It's like, isn't the point that I shouldn't be doing that and I should take up my cross? And I do. Oh, and come and die for somebody. <laughs> hey! I, I really, if, some, if everybody was dying for somebody else then somebody mm. would be dying for you and putting you first so maybe mm. the importance lies in putting other people first because that way everyone is put first in the end does that make any sense yeah no I hear you I think oh it depends like if through you putting someone first it's very damaging to you I don't think there's really any point mm. and I think like like you said you don't really think about your friendships that much um do you think that's because you have a sister that's like quite close in age to you I feel like you want me to say yes because I think that's what you think the answer is. Yeah, I mean, no, yes. it might not be. It might not be. Honestly, it might just be that uh, you're just not like that. To be fair, I do tell my sister basically everything. We are quite close. I always say that my parents raised us like we were twins. People always refer to us as the girls, as if we were the same age. I thought that we were in the womb together, and that she came out two years before me, and I was just <laughs> sitting there <laughs> waiting till 1999. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are pretty close. Like, I don't necessarily need to text someone to go somewhere. I'll just go with my sister. I don't need to mm-hmm. ask someone about anything. I can just ask my sister. At the same time, she doesn't supply all of my needs, you know. The- oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, but good, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there are other friends who feel more needs than she does because I don't think anybody, do- maybe you disagree, but I don't think anybody can ever be everything to anybody. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's quite weird when someone is your everything. That's mm. that's weird. So I think naturally, yeah, um, maybe that's what my sister is for me. Like one of my best friends or one of my closest friends, if not my closest. Um, so maybe friendship was never really that important because I always had her. But I still do value friendship, though. I think there's so much beauty in it. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. I think I've always been really like reflective of my friendships. I don't know, because, like, maybe my secondary school, like, like I explained in the episode, like, friendship was just, like, it was so intense. Like, we were obsessed with our friendships. I don't know what it was. Maybe because I came from quite a relatively big friendship group. It was just, and we argued a lot. Maybe that's why, like, maybe, like, making up and breaking up was a big part of our growing up life. Um, English is really hard for me. Growing up life. (laughs) Growing up life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, when growing up, that was just a part of our lives. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that it, it was just something I always thought about and talked about a lot. Whereas maybe with other people, friendships were just smooth sailing for them. They barely argued. So it was never something to really think about anyway. In the first mm. Yeah. Do you think it could do with just like the kind of personalities people have? Because mm. I don't know. I just I've always seen it as people. I've. I've always seen it as people who are more sensitive, people who are more open, people who are more affectionate and emotional value their friendships more. I don't have any proof for that. That's just the way I've perceived it. So when I was in school and I would literally see, like, I I did have best friends in school, I won't lie. But when I would see best friends that were extremely inseparable, like I remember these two best friends in my school 
they li- one of them literally moved her form class to her best friend's form. I don't know how wow. she did it, 11 or 12, but she managed to get moved out of her form into her best friend's form. And in one or two other classes too, she actually managed to get moved so they could be together all oh, the time. Oh no, oh no. I was like, why are you do- what are you doing? Or even small <laughs> things, like petty things for me, like I never really liked it when my friends tried to link arms with me. I was like, don't, <laughs> don't do okay, okay. I wanted to walk by myself or like even hugging, like, oh, I yeah. don't know. Hugging me, that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, I I have definitely um, developed a lot when it comes to hugging, so I'll put that out there. <laughs> but I don't know. I kind of correlate that with how sometimes I perceive myself as quite emotionally constipated, and I'm trying to be more affectionate. I'm trying to be more in touch with my emotions outwardly because I can cry to myself all night. I do that all the time. When yeah. it comes to crying to others or going to others when I'm sad, I don't really think about friends in that way. I ever think about myself. Yeah. my diary you're good that's it <laughs> but I don't I think other people are quite are quite different from that you know but do you know what I think that there's like obviously positives and negatives to that because I think it's quite good to be independent and it sounds like when you were in secondary school you know you didn't want to link arms and you don't you weren't that touchy feel you you seemed quite independent mm-hmm. whereas with me I kind of had to grow into independence so I think I was quite dependent in primary school yeah. and in the earlier stages of secondary school um, and so I needed to learn those lessons to become more independent. But some people are just naturally independent. Like my little sister is like the most independent person I've come across before. Like Aww. she doesn't need anyone. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. I, there's something that's really, uh, anyway, to me, I find that quite attractive in a person to be very independent, self-sufficient. And um, that was something I had to learn much later on. Mm. Um, and that's why I was so reliant on my on my friendships because my friendships were like my social battery and growing up I was quite like I don't know I feel like there's so many connotations of the word extroverted but I can't think of a better word but I was I I did have like quite a big social battery and so I wanted all these friends to fill it up type of thing um and it was something I couldn't do on my own I couldn't always be my own best friend you know what I mean (laughs) so (laughs) me myself and I (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> me myself and I <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that's so interesting yeah. yeah I like how you said though that you had to grow to be independent because I'm starting to grow to be dependent mm. which is a process I don't really like I've never liked depending on people I might have said it already in the podcast but like when when I was younger around the time that my grandma was staying with us for a while I was just going through this phase where I didn't want anyone to help me. And I always used to say, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. And even to this day, when my mom sees me doing Miss Independent, she always says, yeah, I'll do it myself. And I, I, don't, <laughs> I do like doing it. I don't like depending on people. A lot of the time I have trusted people to do things and they've let me down. So I'm like, yeah, I knew you would anyway. So it doesn't even get to me. I just pick up myself and I carry on doing it myself. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that sometimes you're here carrying your cross you're carrying mm. your cross you're bleeding you're crying you're dying you're screaming. every day and there's people that are like you let me help you with that and you're like no it's my cross it's my cross to bear. so I'm learning how to be dependent I'm learning to see the value in relationships and yeah. the value in vulnerability and um it's hard because I don't like being open like that I don't like admitting okay maybe I should have told you about this you know mm-hmm. there was one time I think I, when I said um a few episodes ago that I was crying on Zoom <laughs> and I was going through it. 
I, my friend called me later on that day and she was like, why didn't you call me? And I was like, it didn't cross my mind. I was just, I didn't think about yeah. you. She's like my best friend, but I didn't think about her. It was so weird. Oh, wait. So she listened to the episode and called you? No, no. I told her. I was like. Oh, okay. I get you. Like, how was your day? <laughs> she was just asking me how my day was. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I see. Busy. yeah. She's like, you never tell me these things. Meanwhile, I'll call you at 1am crying because I feel sad about my life. You know? Right. So yeah, I think growing to be dependent on growing to be how you probably were when you were a kid, that's something I'm currently going through. And I think I think I think it's good because if you put yourself in one of our two categories as a person that's listening now, I think it's nice to consider like what direction are you growing in and are you scared to do that? Are you where you were when you were in secondary school? Hopefully you weren't because that was probably like what, ten years ago. <laughs> Hopefully you broke. <laughs> But yeah like which direction are you growing in are you going to be independent or dependent and is it good for you yeah no I hear that I, yeah. I I think it's quite sweet like with you just saying just now that like you're I don't know you have a friend that might call you at 1am upset I think it's really sweet that someone like was upset and crying and thought you know what let me call a defila like <laughs> isn't that sweet like I think that is so precious it's to sweet. be like, oh, definitely. It's sweet, but I don't want it. <laughs> no, no, I do. Yeah, that's 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 the the dynamic of our friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I do, I do think you still think I have things to say, like <laughs> when I said everything. Like do you still think I have enough to say? Like we're literally yeah. the same age. Like what more can I give you? I hear Somehow, that. I mean, I'd like to believe that I help her to the best of my ability each time. Sometimes she will literally be like, so do you have any advice? And I'll be like, um, <laughs> I don't think I did this time. Yeah. Um, so that can be quite hard, but that's one of my closest, one of my best friendships. So I think we're patient with each other in that aspect, you know, when I'm not really um, too open, that's where she is open. So she kind of has, I guess in that, in that sense, she has the patience for me to kind of help her figure things out. And I am uh, honoured to be that person she calls at 1am. <laughs> but sometimes it is like pressure to perform because she's calling. Uh, it's like when someone says, I'm dying, save me. Yeah, like, okay. yeah. <laughs> Let me try and save you. <laughs> Meanwhile, you just woke up, like, you can't even see. <laughs> it's quite hard. I hate you. Suddenly you do what this person is expecting you to do so explicitly. Yeah. We actually never think about that as friends. Like, you know, that go-to friend that a lot of us have that gives us advice, you know, even though it's good to have those people, sometimes, you know, the strong friend, like they say, (laughs) check on your strong friends, (laughs) you check on your strong friends, you know, that friend might always be feeling this pressure to perform. Do you know what I mean? Pressure to have this new fresh advice. And like, I always say this, someone comes to mind. I always say this to this person, like, you give people your premium advice every time. <laughs> premium, top tier level advice. Uh, and they go back to make the same mistakes. And it's just like, so you, you can't be coming up with a new remedy to the same cake ever. Yeah. <laughs> that you were given the recipe to the cake. You don't yeah. want to use the recipe. <laughs> That's so true. What do you expect? What do you expect? But now I must come and tweak my recipe 17 different ways, 17 different, different times <laughs> to get the same result. You don't want the cake. Yeah. You get it? So You don't I, want the cake. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. Yeah. So I think sometimes we put our strong friends or the friends that we go to for advice mm-hmm. in positions of like, oh, you're not really listening. And, and I, have no, no, I have nothing more to say. Like, <laughs> like, I have nothing else to give. I've given all I can give. Do you Sometimes I even call you when you're actually going through it. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I think there was one time someone called me and I literally had just finished crying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but you're picking up the phone after you just finished crying. I always pick up the phone. I always pick up the phone. So these times you're like, ah, ah. hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, nothing, not up to much. <laughs> no, that is crazy. I always pick up the phone, but sometimes if that expectation is on you to do so and you know what that person could be going through now, you know the state, you know how bad they can get. You actually yeah. care about that sometimes more than yourself, especially yeah. if you don't rely on anybody else to pick you up. It's not like, okay, despite me being close with sister, for example, it's not like, okay, I, I was crying and then my friend called me to, to help her out. But because of that emotional labor, I'm not going to go talk to my sister. Mm. I don't do that. I'll still go back and cry to myself anyway. <laughs> I'll just postpone my mess. or like, okay, you can deal with yourself later. <laughs> so, <laughs> do this one yeah. now. Do you ever get this thought? Yeah, I know it must be weird, yeah. <clears throat> but I kind of thought, well, okay, so when you're crying, yeah, does it just come upon you, like, without, like, no warning, like, you just start crying or just, can something happen to you and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely going to cry about this later. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. Sometimes okay. it's like, it's weird because it used to be like, when I realised I hadn't cried in a while, I would cry within the next week. And what? usually I don't think, I don't think about the fact that I haven't cried in a while until things are going so badly that I'm like, why haven't I responded to this? And when I start to consider why I haven't responded, it's because I'm at my breaking point. It's like, I should have cried by now. So many bad things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> so the next week, I'll definitely cry. But yeah. other times you just hold the tears until you get that song you need to hear on the train. <laughs> then you look out the window. <laughs> you hold it in. Oh, there's one song I've been crying to on the Southwestern Rail. That's, it's just been it's been so good to cry to you gotta give us the name of that song the what is it called for, for the good times by al green yeah it okay for the oh good my times. god it's about like uh it's like a breakup and he's like don't be so sad we both know it's over but life goes on and this world keeps on turning and i'm just there like <laughs> looking out the window sometimes you have to postpone the tears until you know the moment's right you can't come and cry on zoom every day sometimes you cry in the, in the train so. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But no, there's nothing as good as a good cry. Do you get what I mean? It just gets everything out. Just let it out. Do you like <laughs> cry or do you like have silent tears cry? So I always wished I was those people that like just had those silent tears. <laughs> I I can have silent tears, but my face definitely does a madness. Mm. And every once in a while I have a voice cry like ah, you've got to let it out you know what I mean it, it just takes your crying to another level you know what I mean you got to do it you got to like, do it like Rondo in the river with his <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just scream you gotta scream you know yeah. so and you and you gotta have that playlist that you're just ready to for it to just yeah. for it to just trigger your emotion even more you know what I mean I think I think it's so uh, funny people always like they kind of clown the whole thing of oh I'm sad so I'm listening to a sad song but I think yeah. I think it's good that we do that because sometimes it's like it's like epidural for your for your pain or for your tears it doesn't yeah. well it's epidural not epidural it's like in when you induce a, a woman so that she can give birth faster yeah, yeah. sometimes I have things to do like the tears need to come now I'll just play the song so I can get on with my life that kind of thing so yeah. I, I do I do love a sad playlist because they just they take you there instantly 
literally I knew people were crazy when I went on TikTok and people will film themselves crying like at their worst point like do you get what I mean they just think oh let me whip out my phone (laughs) and film this and it's just like oh my goodness but are you telling me you never filmed yourself crying before or taking a picture no no. (laughs) you haven't (laughs) is that what you're running that's like I don't do as much as I used to but there are definitely pictures of me with tears in my (laughs) eyes What is that about? Wait, so have you filmed yourself as well? I haven't filmed myself crying, no, but I've taken pictures. I know people that film themselves. Sometimes it's just like, this is me at my lowest point. Like, I always take selfies when I feel <laughs> ugly, or like when my skin, I have a really bad breakout or like, like a man in this picture. I'll take a selfie just so I can see what I've been <laughs> when I look good. I, I can you. say that was then, this is now. And I've literally seen people post TikToks of, oh, this time last year I was crying and I was so sad, but now I have a girlfriend and I'm so happy. And I guess sometimes you take pictures for those purposes too, just to do a before and after. Yeah, yeah. How, you know, God turned your life around. He turned it all around. <laughs> do you know that Ty Drew song? He turned it. He, he turned, turned it into dancing. <laughs> he turned my sorrow into joy, joy. <laughs> Uh, he really did a joy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you know that song that goes? The devil thought he had me. Thought that my oh, heart yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did I dance to that song once? <laughs> I have like a flashback of that. It was either a dance or a, or a performance, or maybe it was sing on, a song on a dance that I did. Oh my goodness! Oh. Ah, oh, you're you're 14. You've been through nothing in life, but you're screaming. The devil thought he had me. <laughs> he thought my life was over. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Speaking of being 14, like, wait, oh, this is gonna, maybe this is gonna make some people feel uncomfortable. But sometimes I wonder why. Maybe because I can't relate, ironically. But some people hmm. say I gave my life to Christ when I was 11. <laughs> I know people that have done that. So I'm not even laughing at them. I'm just like wondering it. How did you understand what you were doing then? I know someone that will say, I was five. (laughs) And I ran up to the altar. (laughs) It makes me wonder, like... I think in a a way, they they didn't fully know what they were saying out to, let's be real. Like, do you get what I mean? But they they maybe had an inkling. So did they uh, rededicate at some point or was it like they gave their life to Christ once and since then they did You know them life? ones when you're a Christian but then you, when you turn like, I don't know, 25, you become a serious Christian. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that transitional period happens. I don't know. But, okay. But I guess there's probably people that are 11 and did take it seriously from 11 and just well, have been with the Lord ever since. You know? it's, it's the master I arise and shine. That's what it's given me. How <laughs> <laughs> to arise and shine. Oh, arise and shine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I, I find child preachers so uncomfortable like yeah, I, I don't know what it is yet but I just don't get it like I just feel like I know that people you know here comes the camp of people that God can use anyone and I get yeah. it but I just feel like bro you're actually seven and it's okay mm. it's okay just learn you know learn your your memory verse and down keep pushing it's really down to the parents like yeah and it just looks my thing is also like they don't preach as children they preach as mini adults yeah you can tell that they're mimicking or Mm -hmm. watching um something and just basically it's like a replica of something that they've seen do you get what I mean 
Yeah. And then it makes it not as genuine mm. to me anyway. Yeah, I've never really been moved by it. It, it tends to be, it seems to be adults that are actually moved by it. Like, oh, like, they love it. Up. They love it, honestly. And then they, they whisper to their kids, look at him. He's working for the Lord. You, you're on PlayStation every day. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, God. And when I say child preachers, I mean, like, obviously, I mean below, I would say below 13. Yeah, like child, yeah. child. Yeah. There's this TikTok song I'm trying to find and it's upset me because I can't remember it. And it's such a sad breakup song. And I just love, I love like, I'm sorry to say it, but <laughs> it was so good. Um it's, I don't know. Are you on TikTok or Defla? No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, you need no, I can't even advise you. Wait, finish your course first because exactly. that's addictive. People will say, get TikTok, it's so addictive. I'm like, so why would I get it if it's addictive? It's the worst. I have enough like, addictions going on. I don't need another one. You'll never come off of it. <laughs> um, it said something like, um, I didn't know the last time you walked out the door would be the last time. Like, oh, do you know those? Ones? Do you know what song I used to really love? Um, oh, what's that song? My memory is just so bad. Um, it was something like, um, if the world was ending, you'd come over, right? Oh, what song is that? You come over and you'd stay the night. <laughs> Would you love me for the hell of it? Oh, oh, that nice. song sounds so familiar. If the world is ending, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Oh. What were you going to say? I was going to say that, um, you know what song I can't listen to? Like a heartbreak song. In fact, the thing is, I haven't even listened to the song. I've only heard bits of it back <laughs> thing because I know that I'm going to feel a way that I don't have the right to feel because have I experienced a breakup before no yeah heartbreak anniversary by giving on I don't know if you know it you know Chloe from Chloe and Halle she covered it like and she's like wearing pink you might have seen her doing it like on TikTok or whatever and people like harmonize with her mm-hmm. there were just some songs that I don't even want to touch it's like that um cell song by Pat like after one second I said turn it off like you just know oh uh, yeah you um, know you're going down with the song and also it's like I don't even need to feel this way anyway I can just channel that emotion I don't want to feel like that oh I tell you it can be the worst we're still looking for it yeah I can't find it and I'm gonna find it later on and just be like oh no anyway if I ever find it I'll talk about it in another episode but yeah, I just think, I think everybody needs a good cry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I think a lot of guys, a lot of guys say they don't cry. I don't know whether I believe them. I believe them. I do. Why is it? Because if you're by yourself, nobody, I feel. Nobody, This is so random. But do you remember when we were, the day before we went to End Festival? And I was like, and I was like, are you talking about the best day of our lives? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, who's cranium? And you were like, you don't know who cranium is. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of him. Ah, oh, uh, day after is the first time I heard the song. I said, wow, I have been missing out. <laughs> I, as in, I literally have a video at End Festival singing that song to the camera. <laughs> it was and I was just giving it to them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That yeah. song is hilarious. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Why don't boys cry? I really, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh boy. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Should I try and do science right now? Maybe it's something to do with hormones. You know, maybe like literally the menstrual cycle and the hormones that come with it make us more emotional and they don't really have that, right? I, do you know what I think? I, feel like I actually don't believe it. 
I think that they just don't want to admit it. I honestly do. (laughs) They would rather you worry that they're emotionally like void than they admit that they actually just cry by themselves at three in the morning. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I do get where you're coming from. I do. Well, I I do. I do acknowledge that there probably is a, a group of them that just don't and. I think it's a normal human emotion. So if we, it's like saying I don't mm. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't sweat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, bro, it's over in a cake. Yeah. Some um, men some men literally cry just as much as women do though. Like they cry very, very often. Yeah. But yeah. then others would be like, Yeah, last time I cried was when I was nine because my grand died and that was twelve years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, you don't hear anything else from them. Some oh, of them, it's like something explicitly bad, like clearly terrible, as in like usually okay. death. Okay. That's why they cry. But I guess they express grief in a different way that I'm not too aware of. I hear that. Are you the type of person that a movie can make you cry or an advert? Uh, advert, no. But one movie did make me cry last year, and that was like the first time I've cried watching a movie. Or like what movie anything. was that? It was Rocks. Oh, let me tell you something, Adafla. <laughs> as soon as I saw the trailer, I said, I'm not watching this. <laughs> I said, I, I will not. Because I knew no. the mum was not coming back. I could tell from the trailer. And I oh. could just see that it was just going to be sad. And it's too close to home. Like, it's a British movie. Like, I just yeah. knew it was going to be too relatable. You know, she won a, a BAFTA a few weeks ago. I know. She looked I was so beautiful. So happy. I said, this is how I felt. That's how I felt about Daniel Kaluuya, too. I said, wow. This is what it means when someone deserves something. Wow. But yeah, Rooks, there was literally the scene, because throughout the movie, obviously, spoiler alert, throughout the movie, the beginning of the movie, her mum goes, doesn't come back, leaves her a note with like... Why did she go, by the way? Was she... Like mental health issues, and it's not the first time that she did it. So she did it again, but this time she left for longer than normal Mm. and didn't leave them with enough money to you know sustain them while she was gone so at some point the electricity turns off they run out of money on the key in the flat so then she's now trying to sleep at her friend's house and then she sleeps at another friend's house with her little brother as well and then when she sleeps at her other friend's house she tells her friend tells her mom about it and obviously the next morning social services come to pick them up and there was the scene when the little brother I think they put them in different cars or maybe they didn't I think they put them in the same car but basically he was crying and I think she was crying too as they drove away from my friend's house. I tears left my eyes. I said, oh. I never cried watching anything before. Even this is a hasn't moved me that much. Like I don't cry watching anything, but that acting was so, so, so amazing. I wow. was literally moved to tears. It was so good. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. Um, what movies made me cry? Marley and me. People try to judge <laughs> me and me. No, okay. People what try about to judge the dog. Me. Don't ever, when you watch that dog, you watch that dog from a puppy <laughs> to its death. Uh-huh. Like, I was so even embarrassed because I was literally at home with my mom. I think my aunties came over and it just came on film four. So I wasn't even mentally prepared to watch it. It just mm-hmm. came on and I just thought, oh, okay, let me give it a watch. I cried so much that I had to turn my face from them. I didn't want them <laughs> to know that it had affected me so much. <laughs> I was like 14 or something. It was just, it was just, it was too much for me. Like, and it, what made it worse was the dog, spoiler alert. <laughs> he went to go die away from the home. So he didn't want to die in the home. So he had to go find him. And oh, it was so heart wrenching. Another movie that made me cry is My Girl. Have you watched My Girl? 
No. Don't even watch it. It What's is it? horrible. So I'm, I'm just saying what happened because it's a really old movie. I think it came out in like the 80s or something. Oh, wow. It's about these two kids who are best of friends. Mm-hmm. And the movie is just like any other kid's movie. Just a nice, great movie. I think they were supposed to be about 13 years old. Anyway, they end up going to like some forest area and her friend, it's a guy and a girl, so her male friend gets attacked by bees and he's allergic to bees. The bees attacked him and he died. Oh my gosh. A death alarm. So obviously he used to wear glasses. So now he's in the um in the coffin at the funeral. And then she's like, he needs his glasses. And they're they're trying to explain to her that he's he's dead, like he doesn't need them now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Adephala, she starts screaming, he needs his glasses. She runs up to, to it was open casket. She runs up there. She tries to put the glass, like, it's just heart-wrenching. That's like, so depressing. Why would you oh, make a movie like why that? Why would you make a kid's movie like that? Like, it's such a sad movie. <laughs> My girl is a, it's a sad one. Um, oh. Have you Step seen... Mom? Have you watched Step Mom? Step Mom? No, I haven't. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Another sad one. <laughs> No, why do people oh, make depressing what? movies? Like, I don't know why. Depressing, depressing. I was going to say, have you seen um, Bridge to Terabithia? I've had enough and I will not be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> My primary school took us to watch it in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> we walked to the cinema as like a year group or whatever. And we sat down and watched that depressing, scary <laughs> <laughs> This poor kid who gets bullied befriends another outlaw and then they start they go to the jungle or the forest and they start this imaginary kingdom of all of these like forest um mystical creatures or whatever and yeah. then like a certain like a rope on a on a tree that they swing across this little river to get to the other side where they play with the imaginary um creatures um and then one day it's like really 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 stormy mm-hmm. and um the girl goes there by herself for some reason i don't remember why and she tries to swing across the thing but the the rope snaps oh uh, the rope uh, snaps uh, <laughs> you know? and it's like a super rainy day i think and then she now falls into the river and obviously she passes <laughs> she passes away <laughs> and then later on he finds out about it how she went there by herself and she died it was still i was like why would you take like year four to the cinema to go <laughs> watch this depressing that is so sad that movie is it's, it's intense it's super no. intense another sad movie is um um, pursuit of happiness oh, <laughs> oh, that one so takes the cake that one takes the cake so good. oh do you know the scene where he's like when they give him the job and he's like crying and he's like oh. <laughs> and he's just nodding his head he's nodding his head no there was a scene where he was in the toilet with his son and he was like holding the door closed with his foot because oh, someone was trying no. with his little computer thing that computer that he was fighting <laughs> with from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> hey! I definitely laugh. That movie screams hardship. <laughs> hardship. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's too much. You know, another, <laughs> another depressing movie we've also been in is called Seven Pounds. I haven't seen Seven Pounds. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but it sounds bad. Oh, this one. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's like super skinny for some reason like he's a very I don't remember the details all I remember is like the big scene in the movie when mm-hmm. he basically I think there's this whole um trope about jellyfish in it and obviously how jellyfish are deadly and at the end of the movie I think he kills himself 
mm-hmm. to give his kidney or some kind of organ to somebody else. So there's this extremely like dramatic, emotionally like music swelling scene where he fills up the tub with water. He gets into it and he's literally lost like, I think he lost like seven pounds or so. Like he lost a lot of weight. And then he like literally empties a jellyfish into the bathtub with him. And you literally see him getting electrocuted by the jellyfish. What? Electrocuted by the jellyfish. And he literally, he dies. He passes away. And I think there's a reason why he chose it as in like, if you get killed by a jellyfish and they can use this other body or something like that. I don't really know. But yeah, it was dramatic. And he'd fell in love in the movie as well, but he still had to, he still killed himself to either give her like his organ or just something like that. But that jellyfish scene, oh my goodness. I'd seen nothing Mm-mm. like it. Mm-mm. Like he Mm-mm. just poured, he just poured jellyfish into the bathtub <laughs> and he was just sitting there waiting to be electrocuted to death. Ah, the things that people think of, yeah? Hey, hey, no. But do you know what? Sad movies are bad, but there's nothing as bad as the scary movie. No, I hate scary. You know when you watch a movie and you say, why did we put this on? How will I sleep tonight? <laughs> Let me tell you, yeah, I watched this movie called, um, I'm going to say the wrong name now. I think it was Insidious. Oh, and you watched that? I think it was Insidious, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you how the movie began. <laughs> Opening scene, yeah? I think I was in first year, you know, we all came around, we are like, let's watch this movie. Opening scene, the kids are hanging from a tree. I said, take this thing off, bro. <laughs> I, said, I said, take it off. <laughs> I'm not involved in this. As in, they're already dead. <laughs> and now we, we, we must find out what happened. No, thank you. Even the name Insidious. <laughs> Insidious. I don't watch horror films. There was one horror film that we watched. Was it in the cinema with my, at my friend's house? I covered my eyes for the whole thing. Okay. I literally, I don't know why I paid for that film. I sat there like, with my eyes closed for the whole thing. I didn't look at anything. I didn't watch a single thing. I don't even know why I went there. I said, I don't do horror. I don't do jump scares. I don't do evil spirits. I don't do possession. I don't do any of that. I do yeah. thrillers. Some, I can deal with blood and like violence to an extent. <laughs> yeah. But I cannot deal with the supernatural. I'm sorry. That's just way too scary. I, I can't do it either. It's horrible. I hate it. And I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like there's a vibe when you go into the cinema. I could go to the cinema, definitely, to be watching a chick flick, like nothing horror at all. But you see that gap between the main doors of the cinema and where you walk over to get to the stairs to go to your seats. Yeah. You know that dark, kind of dark corridor? Yeah. I'm sorry, but no one can tell me otherwise. There's a vibe there. (laughs) And it doesn't matter what movie I watch. I just feel scared, automatically scared, like... So imagine going there to watch a horror movie. Exactly. And everyone's there literally screaming because they are, they are so scared. No, sorry. I hate it. And with this, the score. <laughs> just like Suddenly a scary face is just on the screen. No, thank you. <laughs> you know what movie I couldn't bring myself to watching? Us. You didn't watch Us? It does a lot. I watched uh... a trailer and I would be dreaming in the night. I got five on it. I said, I'm not watching this. <laughs> No, Joyce, you should, I mean, us is, is, it's like nothing I'd seen before. Uh, you see? <laughs> you see? People were comparing it to Get Out. I think they were both so amazing in their own rights. Mm. What was the Peter Nyong'o's voice? Have you seen it? Her voice was messed my, up. My head is getting, my head is getting <laughs> I can't I can remember how I felt. Mm. <laughs> I said, I'm not going. 
it was scary. There were some parts. It was also so good, like so beautiful, so well directed. So it was a really good balance between that. But like just the idea of like the inverted version of you being underground and like living a 10 times worse life than you have and then them not being able to even speak. And when she spoke, it was, oh. It was, no, no, no. I can't cope with nah. that, I will watch it again. I want it. When I saw the trailer, the white rabbit, I knew there was another level of scary that these people (laughs) wanted to introduce us to. I said, I'm not ready for this. Get out. I just managed barely. So you can imagine us. I just wasn't going to cope with that. Us was, it was very intense. And it's mad because the way it ended, I didn't even understand it until my friend was like, oh, this happened. I looked at him and I was like, oh, so. Oh, so that's what happened. I didn't even understand it when I watched it. So I want to watch it again, even though I know it's it's so scary. But I think it, it was really, really, really good. That's the most scary I'll do, though. And that I feel like that's still more thriller than horror. I just don't do spirits. I'm sorry. I hear that. I'm too blessed for that. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I tell you. Did you know? I saw a post. I don't know if it was fake, but I, no one said it was. So I'm going to assume it was real. Mm-hmm. The uh, the movie Conjuring in the American cinemas, yeah. they had like a note at the cinema door saying, if you need any counselling, we've got a priest that you can contact. <laughs> hey, I don't know if they did it to make it more scary for them. And then the movie and the movie will begin based on true events. I'm leaving What's the cinema. I'm leaving. Right now? Because whatever was in that true event is probably still at work. <laughs> <laughs> at work in, in the spirit. <laughs> I'm leaving. I don't have time. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, gross, gross, sorry. Every time I see people like, oh, I want to watch this horror film, I just don't, I don't get why. Like, why do you have a desire to scare yourself? It's very weird. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there is a very thin line between pleasure and pain. And some people like it. They like how it makes them feel. They like, oh, <laughs> scary. <laughs> hey. It gets some no, people hot, I won't lie. Gets them going. But I will say that, um I'm when I was younger I was I, I used to get scared very easily like Michael Jackson used to scare the living daylights out of me it was thriller for me so much it was thriller for me like when he turned his head away hmm. and then he turned back and he was a wolf <laughs> I'll never forget I was watching it on my childminder's house and I was knitting I think this is my first <laughs> my first clip memory of it so I don't know why we were watching the thrilling music video on TV when I was like eight years old. And I, I was listening at it was so random. <laughs> Anyways, I'll never forget when he turned his head as the wolf, I turned my head away because I was scared. I almost poked out my eyes with my knitting needles because oh. I was so scared. I almost gouged myself because of that scary music video. And I was scared of him for so long afterwards because the real life just freaked me out. To this day, yeah. I can't watch the video without like... Yeah. <laughs> it's really really scary and then you hear the music doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I mean the beat slaps I won't lie I'll listen to it but <laughs> I won't watch it no see I'm even scared now I'm not going to lie to you <laughs> <laughs> oh I hate scary stuff honestly it's not for me but yeah. are you the type of person that like turns up on time to the cinema like you're in time for like the 40 40 half an hour minute um adverts and all of that or or you're the person that turns up when you know scene one is already over (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm I'm a healthy middle to be honest with you I'm not a loose person situation like I'll probably get there like one advert in okay I'll be late to everything else in life but to the cinema I will be on time because I do like to watch the adverts I do like to see what movies are coming out um soon but I'd like to skip. <laughs> do, do you know that part when you're in, when you go to view cinemas and they say, 
hey, made, made you jump there. <laughs> made you jump, didn't I? I missed that. I missed the cinema so much. I just want to go oh, back. I, I miss the buzz. It. I miss the smell of popcorn. I miss watching the screen get wider on the screen. <laughs> what was the last movie you went to watch? I went to see Tenet. Oh, okay. How was that? Yeah. I didn't understand a single thing that I watched in that movie. <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get a single thing. And I'm not even like I, I genuinely mean it. I didn't understand it at all. Oh As wow. In, there was one scene that I was kind of understanding when he first found out about how things could go forwards and backwards at the same time. But by the end of that scene, I was still confused. I literally uh. sat there. Like I've never been so baffled in my life. And it was so loud. It was oh, so, <laughs> so much. Obviously, like a lot of like, I don't know, shooting and explosions. It was literally like the loudest film I'd seen in the cinema. It was it was too noisy. Wow. Too noisy. For me, the last movie I watched was Lion King. In cinema? I think so. I can't oh, remember. Oh, was it the, a major motion picture? Yeah, yeah, the late oh, the okay. newer one. So yeah, I went I went with my little sister to watch that. And that was fun. I liked it. Oh. Um, but I, I I probably might have watched one after, but I can't recall. But yeah, that's what I recall anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm a cinema girl. Like I grew up going to the cinema all the time. Like into oh yeah, he said you were excited to get your zip card so you could go in the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Now I yeah. love the cinema, so oh. can't wait to go back, man. Mm, me too. You're listening to the So You Can Relate podcast. So we've reached about 45 minutes in and we've only covered <laughs> one episode. <laughs> one uh, episode one. <laughs> oh well. What you gonna do about it? <laughs> what you gonna do about it? Who gonna check us? Who gonna check me? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> do you have any other episodes that you wanna mention? Honorable shout honorable shout outs. Honorable mentions, yeah. Mm. no nah, I think we should go see you oh okay yeah yeah so let me see which one I can find aha uh-huh, this one how does gender qualify submission <laughs> I'm about to take it all the way back there come on <laughs> Ooh, we were coming for next that episode weren't we? <laughs> we were and it's interesting because it's definitely part of like a um I don't know like a journey that I'm on, I guess, especially the things that I said in the episode and about how I perceive romantic relationships, how I perceive marriage, even though obviously I'm not married, um, and just how I think about things like that. And I feel like the title was very suggestive, wouldn't you say? It's like we're asking, how does gender qualify as a... We came, we came for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> we came with our fists raised, and our arms pulled up in, into the fists. <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> Um, and it's interesting because okay, so if you don't follow us on Instagram, which you should be doing by the way, you know, come you on, mean? you're like, what are you waiting for? Um, so my friend listened to this soundbite that we posted on Sundays, our Sunday post, and he gave me the most amazing breakdown of like his perspective on the whole question of how does gender qualify submission, or more so, does gender qualify submission? And I remember I sent it to you, Joyce, and you were like, these are the kings. These are the people. We found the kings. As in, like, there's nothing, there's some, 
because let's be honest men can be so obnoxious sometimes and they just really mansplain things to you especially when it's something like the bible that a part of the bible that has been mistaught right yeah they'll be like well this is just how it is exactly because it works for you doesn't it of course you like it exactly (laughs) (laughs) of course you want what things to change because you're benefiting from the situation (laughs) so it was nice to have someone explain it to me that wasn't from that perspective because on that topic I didn't want to hear what anyone had to say I didn't want to hear what anyone had to say because I just didn't think that men had a good contribution because the men that I'd spoken to in the past didn't have a good contribution to it so like what what more could somebody say until my friend came around and he mm-hmm. sent me a few voice notes and he really broke it down. So in case you didn't listen to it on Instagram, he was basically saying that, the, so obviously man is the, um, the man in the relationship is like Christ, you know, and um, the woman in the relationship is like the church, right? Men are called to love unconditionally and women are t- called to submit. And he was saying that the only person worth submitting to is the person that is loving you unconditionally in the same way that Christ loves the church. Hopefully you don't have two husbands that are both loving you unconditionally. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But when he said that, I was like, see, that's the answer I was looking for because we're always told that the Bible has truth. We're always told that it makes sense. But sometimes you just don't hear it. You feel like you don't have access to why this should make sense. And all the people that are trying to tell you that it makes sense haven't given you a good reason as to why. Um, so finding out or like seeing it from that perspective I suddenly I was like oh it feels like it was so clear now but back yeah. then I was really struggling to understand like how can you just say women submit men love isn't love a given in a relationship because you guys are married so what, what, what do you mean by love but I guess it's more so the unconditional love and to love unconditionally can be just as tasking as it is to submit so God is asking both of you to do to put just as much effort into this maybe in different ways He's asking you to love so much, asking you to submit so much, but in a healthy relationship. And like you said, God's order works for God's people. In a healthy relationship, it's not going to really detriment anybody. They're going to both benefit from this and both give Mm. themselves wholeheartedly. So that's what I'd like to say, because in the episode, I was like, I don't understand how gender, like, how can it just be men? Some men are so useless. Some men are submitting because they're told he's a man, you have to. But the only men that I worth submitting to are those that are genuinely loving you unconditionally. And if he's not, bye. (laughs) <laughs> see ya I wouldn't want to be ya really wouldn't want to be ya not at all <laughs> oh man I know I couldn't agree more I think this is why I love this platform because we're just able to have these discussions um and people are able to like kind of listen to our thoughts um and I love the back and forth of of people being like well this is how I see it or this is my perspective on things yeah. um I think that it was really like refreshing to listen to your friend and listen to his perspective on it and actually be like to to yourself, okay, wow, this is interesting. They're bringing it from a different angle that maybe I didn't consider or I didn't see before. Um, And I agreed with a lot of what he said. um, And it was just, like you said, we we found we found where the Christian kings are. Do you yeah, know they're out there, guys. <laughs> they're <laughs> out there. <laughs> someone uh, that can understand. Someone that can articulate well. Some people can't articulate their words. Some people will just they'll just do brain fart. And it's like, what are you actually saying? Like, what are you actually saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's really refreshing to hear something explained to you from the perspective of someone who you're taught is benefits from it more. Do you get what I mean? It kind of meant more. If a woman had said that to me, ironically, I don't think I would have listened to her. I would have thought that she was being a pick me. <laughs> like, sis, you're doing the most. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. I don't know why. Maybe that's wrong. But having it explained to me from a place of love by someone mm-hmm. who benefits from it, who didn't have to explain it to me because he does benefit from the way things are so distorted. That was, but- that was really nice. 
do you know what is it's true i've noticed in a lot of christian circles and circles in general a lot of people that have um let's say um different perspectives from us on biblical womanhood are women like a lot of these people are women that are pushing this narrative that is potentially problematic or you know their interpretation is is um is not very open-minded let's say yeah a lot of these people are women like we we like to blame it a lot on guys and be like oh guys are so close-minded it works for them that's why they're this but there's a lot of women that have been raised in that way or just believe that way or that's what they think maybe based on what they've read in the bible um so I think it's something that pertains to both genders as well like it's not a men versus women thing you know it's I guess strictly down to interpretation and what you think and I think you know in our discussions about growth and development I definitely realized that when it comes to this topic because I'm so passionate and like sensitive on it I sometimes feel like when people don't see it the way I see it I just tend to shut down because I feel like their words might start hurting me just because it's like it's a bit too close to home for me but I think in my in my quest to grow up and develop you know I just feel like I need to be okay with people having different opinions from me and maybe I don't have to engage fully in conversations that I just if I don't understand someone I think it's just interesting to have a conversation but as far as I can go I'm not going to take the conversation too far whereas I feel like the words you're saying are now hurtful to me I don't know if I'm making sense yeah that makes sense. um but yeah I just think yeah we need to be okay with people basically thinking in different ways that we don't think in oh gosh <laughs> sorry today my English is not good guys my exams <laughs> are coming up I just have 110 things on my mind guys but you know when when we're back I'm gonna come with this <laughs> Oh yeah, did we tell you that we're going? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Guys, are we gonna announce it now? <laughs> we yeah, well. we should, we should. <laughs> so um we are going on a break. We're going on a break for one month. So not I can hear long. I can hear hearts breaking. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. Um and just a quick life update. I'll give mine and then I guess the Duffalo will do hers after. Um I'm in my final year, so I'm battling with this law degree. Pray for me, people. Absolutely. If you're listening, if you're listening out here, your girl's in awards. You get what I mean. Um, and so I've got exams the whole of month um, and a dissertation deadline. So I'm going to be super busy. Um, and obviously, we want to give you that premium content. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where all our attention and devotion is on you guys and on good conversation. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's like one of my main reasons for taking a break in May. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to you. So I started a course um, back in March. It feels like it was last March. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, the energy is taken from me. I didn't even know that I had it. I think right now I'm in negative resources and it's just still extracting the little that I have left. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I literally this 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 is going to mean more to me than my degree by the time that I'm done, as in. If there was a graduation for this, because it's a diploma, it's not a whole degree, so there's no like crap and gun graduation, mm. I would attend this one over my degree in a heartbeat. As in, <laughs> I would. Wow, yes. <laughs> I yes. finally get why some people were screaming and crying when graduation was cancelled, especially if your course was so challenging for you. My, I mean, hats off to you. I now understand why you were going through it <laughs> this time last year. But yeah, this course is very demanding. Um, I'm doing it every single day from nine to five. I don't really have much of a life anymore. Um, and I have an exam this month. I've got exams every month until August, basically. So um, 
having a month to just kind of focus on that is what we need. And it's, it's not really good to, um, we always say it's not good to pour out when you're empty, you know. So I don't want, <laughs> you don't want to come to you with tired and broken spirits. Well, when in reality we're actually going through it so yeah I think it's good and I think it's also good to be honest about that too how sometimes you really try to juggle everything at the same time because you've made all of these dedications but some things can actually be put on the back burner and they won't die yeah sometimes things just need to be let go I don't know about you but I found that hard to do like I like to juggle so many things at once but it's not healthy to do that no, I agree. And especially when you want to give 100% to that thing that you're doing and you want it to be of quality, mm-hmm. I think definitely knowing when to take a break is just key. Yeah. It's key in everything. Yeah. Um, but when we come back in June, <laughs> we're going to come with their content. I know. I know. If I give us time to just even do, do something better, give us time to step back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, we're doing Instagram live today. Yeah. <laughs> if we're listening to this like seconds after it's been posted, because we post around five this evening, we're doing Instagram live. You don't have to watch it today. You can watch it whenever you have the time. And, you know, just doing a bit of a fair. We're so dramatic. Most people will just say goodbye and, <laughs> and just <laughs> We came to do Instagram live. But yeah, we're doing that today. Just going to like chat to you guys. Whoever wants to come on, just talk about stuff. Just. Uh, I don't know just talk really and just say hard to say goodbye my love like they say in dream girls but we'll be back very 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 soon we are dream girls dreams we'll make you happy wait wait how does the song go and it's hard to say goodbye my love yeah it's hard to see you cry my love it's hard to open up that door uh-huh. oh yeah i'm not sure what you're going for <laughs> <laughs> oh that's my job I love jingles I love to go back to take back actually I feel so embarrassed a few episodes like episodes and episodes ago I said that my favorite movie is dream girls right yeah and I came to say that the song that Jennifer Hudson sang was and I will always love you and really is not Did you? <laughs> and, I, and I came to say yeah 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 <laughs> oh I meant to was say it, I, and I am telling you <laughs> yeah that's what I meant to say I was kicking myself. I said, how could you say you love that movie and you don't even know the name of the song that you say you love? <laughs> oh, I love, I really like that movie as well. One of my favourite songs on there is, um, We are a family like a giant tree reaching up towards the sky. Another banger. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's it. Oh, there was another time actually that I said, I told you about this, that I said I wanted to live in Brazil. And, you know, Brazil, <laughs> aside from the way they've had the pandemic, Brazil was not the best place to live, as, especially as a dark-skinned Black person. Like, the prejudice there is so high. And it's mad, because around that time, I was actually reading a book about it. Well, not about mm. Brazil, but, like, I was reading a book that was talking about Brazil at that point. And I was thinking, how could you go and say that? As in, it's a nice place to visit, but to want to live there, yeah. the kind of person that isn't even loved over there, was <laughs> quite... We're human. Uh, you can tell how um, self-critical we are of ourselves <laughs> <laughs> on today's podcast, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, how have you found like podcasting so far? Um, it's been cool. It's so, I think it's so crazy how the idea came about like last year, over last year, or over a year ago, yeah. right? Yeah. And now it's finally here and it's so weird because when things like this are proposed I always feel like something's gonna happen that's gonna stop it from happening 
Mm. But to see it actually come to life was so crazy. I was like, wait a sec. We're actually yeah. doing this. Sometimes I still think to myself, I have a podcast like <laughs> that people can listen to if they wanted to. That's so crazy. And also because until you mentioned it, I never even had an interest in that at all. As mm-hmm. in, I listened to them sometimes, but I wasn't like a, a big podcast person. Neither did I see myself doing it at any point. So to suddenly be doing it is like so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been good. And I think it is good because we like to talk. We could talk about England. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dangerously so. <laughs> so sometimes, I, sometimes I'm like, who gave me a platform? Like, why did, why did they let me do this? Why did they give me a space where I can talk and talk and talk <laughs> as yeah. if I don't already do that? But, you know, no one's expressed hate. It's only been love. So I guess we're doing something good. And I'm just happy to be a part of it, you know? No, I hear that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, anyone that knows me knows I love a good conversation. Do you know what I mean? And I spent a whole year in 2019 literally listening to podcasts because I, I had a crazy commute. I think I've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I would listen to is podcasts. And so I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And I just liked the idea of, like, just listening in on people's conversations and kind of getting new perspectives on things and I I learned a lot I learned a lot from like listening to people as well um and so I just kind of fell in love with the whole podcasting community and I just thought you know what do you know what I can do that I can do I could do this with my friend um yeah so um how has it been I think the the reality versus my perception of it before actually podcasting it's kind of been similar like it's been as enjoyable as I thought it would be um and I think it's been kind of it's been kind of smooth sailing I think it it, it does require a dedication yeah. but the dedication's fine because I enjoy the process you I mean I enjoy the outcome as well um and I think it's the first thing I've done and it sounds so weird to say but it's the first thing I've done I've just been like genuinely so proud of um I think it's because it's something that we kind of started from the ground up like it's our thing do you know what I mean yeah um and so yeah I've really really enjoyed it and it's made me happy oh that reminds me of this song I love by Fred Hammond called happy that song bang you should listen to it you make me happy literally yeah she's always putting me onto these songs I'm obsessed with Fred Hammond this time last year is when I started listening to him more I said no this guy has banger after banger his energy is mad like I just love him I love him a lot (laughs) I really do he is so good so good so good yeah and he's really like um I don't know I guess he's just really true his lyrics are just always so right so direct but yeah, I've mentioned him before as a current fave. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of current faves, what is your current fave? My current fave for this week is is the Miss Education of Lauren Hill album. <laughs> They're tired of us mentioning Lauren Hill. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it because this one I'm with you. Lady. I okay. Genius. So basically, I always knew of Lauren Hill and I used to listen to her, but I would listen to like a few songs from the album. But what I decided to do the other day is listen to the entire album. Mm. Her album is a vibe. Like, I've just thoroughly enjoyed it. My favourite song... Okay, so originally my favourite song on the album was probably... um, What would I say? Um, 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 My mind is just the worst. Let me forget for today. I was actually listening to it right now. Um, My favourite song used to be... um, I really liked I Used to Love Him. 
and nothing matters, nothing uh, and and Dwop. I would yeah. say Dwop was probably my favorite, just like yeah. going off the back, yeah. But now my favorite one, I would say now is um, to Zion, yeah, and tell him. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, the lyrics and the, the lyrics and tell him. <laughs> let me be patient. Uh, be kind. Oh, be unselfish without oh. being blind. Though I may suffer, I am the earth not. Hmm. I've got the next line, but it's an amazing song. Guys, everybody needs to listen to this album. Like, this nah, lady is amazing funny. lyrically. She has an amazing voice. She's got an amazing flow. She raps as well. Like, I just think, you know, it's only till recently, like, till two years ago, that I just started learning how to appreciate bodies of work and not just songs. Like, actually listening to people's albums song after song because there's a story they're trying to tell do you know I mean most of the time listening to one song is great but I think sitting down and listening to a whole album is just amazing and like I'm not going to lie to you the first album that I listened to from beginning to end properly was um Burner Boy (laughs) African Diet no the other album um what's it called again two oh two feet two 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 sides we're such aunties (laughs) twice as tall I listened to it from the beginning to end and I just absolutely enjoyed it and so I'm definitely going to go back to old albums or old artists that I enjoy and kind of listen to their whole body of work but I've been listening to her a lot and yeah she's my current fave. What do you think of the skits between each song? I kind of like it but but she does (laughs) it she repeats it in some of the songs right same I've noticed like some of the songs use the same yeah. The end. Yeah. But I think it's kind of cool. I think it makes it cool. I think it's creative. Yeah, it's really cute. So I do yeah. skip it sometimes. Though. I won't lie. Like next one. <laughs> oh, I totally skip it. Have you <laughs> listened to um Burner Boy's song um Bank on It? No, I think so. So the song is good, but there's a part at the beginning where he kind of does like some ballad thing. I don't know what he's doing, right. and I just skip over that part, <laughs> and then it gets to the the vibe. But people have really been appreciating that song much later on. What's it called? Bank on It. Banking, I'll listen to that then. Yeah, you should. It's good. You got me thinking about Lauren Hill again, honestly. I like um uh what's it called? Tell him. It's such a beautiful song. Like when the drums start at the beginning, and then she just starts, let me be patient. <laughs> we were trying to be patient. Oh, I, told <laughs> I used you. to listen to it a lot. I think when I was in year year eleven, when I was doing graphics. And I used to go on YouTube and listen to like just music and stuff like that. I was going to like a nice phrase. I thought it was so cool. I listened yeah. to like I'd listen to um tell him I would listen to X Factor. I'd listen to No Diggity by I said No Diggity <laughs> by, by Black Street or like yeah. TLC. Like it just gives me it takes me back basically to the first time I heard it. Nothing even matters. Another classic, D'Angelo, another amazing person. But yeah, very good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh what's my current fave right now let me see i might do a song too actually yeah so this song called um courage by leanne le havis now i knew about her a bit until she uh, and a bit more when she released her single last year called bittersweet and then she dropped her album in july mm-hmm. um, 
And it's one of those albums where I listened to the whole thing and I was like, I like every single one of his songs. And yeah, that's hard to come by. Like sometimes you'll just listen to like the most popular ones or you'll just not be bothered to listen to a whole body of work. But I listened to this one, and especially the summertime as well. It just kind of became my summer vibe. So now when I think of it, I think of summer. And yeah. she has a really nice song in it called Courage. And she's basically talking about how she wants courage to save her to be as if it's like a person you know like sometimes all you need is to be brave enough you need to courage to face hard situations courage to face exam season dissertation of course that's sitting on your neck every single day <laughs> you just need a bit of courage that's all yeah. it like bravery sometimes it's going to be scary like you think it's going to be scary and guess what it is going to be scary and it is going to be hard yeah. but what's going to get you through that is courage so that's the song I'm really loving right now that's my current fave Oh, oh, I'll definitely give that a, lis- a listen because I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's like one of those acoustic ones as well. Quite nice. I love an acoustic vibe, I tell you. Mm. But yeah, guys, um, it has been episode 20. Oh. Look how far we've come. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Oh, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, and we are looking forward to seeing you guys in a month's time when we come rejuvenated, relaxed and refreshed, yeah. ready to give you that premium content. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> it's been your girl, Joyce. And it's been me, Adafala. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.